Hey, ladies, Kristen here with a new podcast to recommend. It's a preview of Come As You Are. On Come As You Are, educator and best-selling author Dr. Emily Nagoski answers questions about sex with the latest science. You'll get a modern guide to sexual well-being backed by groundbreaking research about desire, anatomy, orgasm, and much more. Emily debunks cultural myths and flips the script on everything you thought you knew about sex and sexuality. And like we do here on Unladylike, Emily brings her unapologetically feminist and stigma-free voice when sharing how we can live a more enjoyable life in the bedroom and beyond. So it's no surprise that the last few years haven't exactly been great for anyone between a global pandemic ongoing human rights issues and climate crises, a lot of us have forgotten what pleasure feels like, both in a sexual and non-sexual way. In this preview, Emily is joined by organizer and writer Adrian Marie Brown to discuss why pleasure is the bedrock of our sexual liberation and how we can develop a lifelong practice of it. I know I could use some hot tips in that regard. How about y'all? Here's the preview. I hope you enjoy it as much as I did. Hear the first episode and more from Come As You Are, wherever you get podcasts. I'm Emily Nagoski, and this is the very first episode of the Come As You Are podcast. It's a prelude, an introduction to the most important concept of all. Pleasure. I know a lot about the science of sexual well-being. But science has its limits. In fact, the science of pleasure is very limited. Sometimes the thing that really helps us to connect to our sexuality, our aliveness, is not science. It's poetry. And that's Adrian's specialty. I believe in the power of science. I think it's going to be a necessary part of how we make the world a better place. And also the distance science has gotten me as a sex educator is pleasure is the measure of sexual well-being. It's not how often you do it or who we're with or even how many orgasms you have. It's whether or not you enjoy the sex you are having, but you get all the way to pleasure is freedom. Yes. Pleasure is the measure of freedom. That's right. Which is such a more expansive vision. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's related, right? It's all related. So freedom is what my orientation is as a Black liberation oriented Mm -hmm. person, right? That I'm like, I was born into a context in which my freedom was curtailed. My freedom was like, I knew that I should be freer than I was allowed to be. And both in race, but also in sexuality and gender and all these other ways, you know, like I was like, hold up. (laughs) I can feel inside myself a different reality than what the world is telling me. Even though my job is teaching people how to find pleasure themselves, I sometimes struggle to practice pleasure myself. Too often, I fall into the trap of centering my life around productivity, or what Audre Lorde refers to in uses of the erotic as a travesty of necessities. The principal horror of any system which defines the good in terms of profit rather than in terms of human need, or which defines human need to the exclusion of the psychic and emotional components of that need, the principal horror of any such system is that it robs our work 
of its erotic value, its erotic power, its erotic life appeal and fulfillment. Such a system reduces work to a travesty of necessities. My producer, Mo, taught me the term chorgasm. It apparently describes the feeling you get when you cross the last thing off your to-do list. A chorgasm can admittedly feel great, and we live in a world that defines the good as making a profit instead of meeting human needs, so it rewards us for being productive and punishes us for our aliveness. So I, like everyone, have fallen into the trap of focusing on my productivity and forgetting to notice my aliveness. I know a ton about the brain mechanisms underlying access to pleasure, and that doesn't mean I always have access to pleasure. What happens? So, like, I'm, you know, writing a book, yeah, and... It's a book about sexual pleasure. Yes. (laughs) But I'm like so focused and so stressed and so busy that I can't let go. And there is a certain pleasure and joy in disappearing into a work project. For sure. God knows. But like I have a relationship with a person I would like (laughs) to feel glad is with me. (laughs) Yeah, that's right. I think there's this piece, this journey from understanding stuff theoretically into Mm -hmm. the being and the practices of it. There's this quote from Octavia Butler in the parables where she says, belief initiates and guides action or it does nothing. And many of us are socialized to be in states of obligation with each other, states of polite lying. Mm -hmm. Um, We are trained to overdo everything in the spirit of capitalism. And we're trained that our value is only about what we can produce Yep. which is very unsatisfying, you know, cause you can never produce enough. No, I say that as someone who's like, I'm like producing as much as I can. And I, I promise you there's no like click. Yes, that was enough. That's not where satisfaction comes from. We will all be tempted by the transient reward of being productive. And that's exactly why Adrian is reminding me that we all need an intentional practice of pleasure. Pleasure will take our hand. It will show us how good it is to be alive right now. It will remind us that we are already enough. And unlike the fleeting, fickle, shallow rush of productivity, once we start practicing pleasure in our everyday lives, then, and really only then, can we find our sexual liberation. It's not enough for me to just believe that I'm sexually liberated and to build a whole system of beliefs around how I should be, but it has to initiate and guide my action. So at various points in my Mm. life, that has meant Mm. different things, right? Yeah. But one of them is I have a consistent practice of orgasm, for instance, and not just orgasm. It's really broadened to just self-pleasure because Mm -hmm. sometimes... I'll find that the most healthy thing for my day is actually to masturbate, but not to have an orgasm, Mm -hmm. right? To masturbate and just feel the pleasure and feel connected to myself and deepen my breath and notice what is generating desire in me in that day. Mm -hmm. And sometimes it's a poem is pounding at the door of my mind or the door Mm. of my heart. And I could try to hold it off or I could release it and really feel the satisfaction of like, fuck, I got it onto the page. Like, that's so good. I'm always asking myself how to make justice and liberation the most pleasurable things we can do, the most pleasurable Mm -hmm. experiences we can have as humans. So 
how do we bring our attention back to like this gorgeous planet we've been given that is fecund and like we can just go lay in the grass and receive sunlight on us. And mm-hmm. like that is an orgasmic experience. One reason I wanted to talk to Adrian is because I wanted her advice. During the pandemic, I was working from home all day, every day. So I spent the entire day writing in my office, and then I emerge at 6 p.m. feeling productive, but drained and disconnected from my body. I find myself struggling to get out of the headspace of productivity and planning and into the headspace of pleasure, aliveness, and connection. Adrian had a suggestion for helping me get into that different headspace. You also might want to give yourself like a transition window, you know, because I think sometimes that's the thing for me is like when I finish a piece of writing or if I do a big event, right? If I'm doing like Mm -hmm. a big event and especially now in the pandemic, it's like you might do like a massive event, but you're still sitting in your house in your pajamas. And, but I'm still like, okay, but my whole system is flooded with the energy of what I was just doing. And so I need to take five minutes to, you know, for me, my energy is like, sometimes I'll go and just put my feet on the dirt outside if Mm -hmm. it's warm and just like run that energy down into the earth before I try to interact with anyone. Sometimes I need a full, like, I need to take a bath and then I'll be a good human for other humans. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, you, thanks for solving that problem for me. But. <laughs> got it. I got you. Anything else we need to attend to? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that is like the fundamental circling question of my life is how do I both do a job I love and be a person around people I love? Yeah. Every day, at the end of the day, I do a gratitude practice. And what I'm offering gratitude for is what pleasure was I able to experience in this day? Gratitude is a major theme in Adrian's work. One of my favorite passages in pleasure activism is a poem titled Radical Gratitude Spell. Radical Gratitude Spell. A spell to cast upon meeting a stranger, comrade, or friend working for social and or environmental justice and liberation. You are a miracle walking. I greet you with wonder. In a world which seeks to own your joy and your imagination, you have chosen to be free every day as a practice. I can never know the struggles you went through to get here, but I know You have swum upstream, and at times, it has been lonely. I want you to know I honor the choices you made in solitude, and I honor the work you have done to belong. I honor your commitment to that which is larger than yourself, and your journey to love the particular container of life that is you. You are enough. Your work is enough. You are needed. Your work is sacred. You are here. And I am grateful. That was a preview of Come As You Are, a new podcast from Pushkin Industries. Hear more from Come As You Are wherever you get podcasts.